Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for listening to another episode this week. And thank you for all of the recent love on the reviews and the ratings. I really appreciate that. And I read all of them. And it just means a lot to like get some feedback. And I'm just, yeah, just really grateful. Today's episode is all about functional medicine for women's health, something that I am very passionate about. I recently actually just did a course in that space. And so diving into functional medicine today with Laura was very cool. She really focuses on helping entrepreneurs or and high achieving women. So her perspective is really interesting. And so much of what we talk about, I relate to a lot about how society is kind of designed for men in mind, especially when we look at careers, especially when we look at working a nine to five, you know, this or eight to five or eight to six, I guess nowadays, I don't know. And thinking about how it's so designed to be the same every day, right? Like show up, fire from all cylinders, Monday to Friday, blow off the weekend, do all this stuff, and then come back on Monday and do the same thing. And it's not designed for women in mind. Women are different every single day. Our hormones are different every day. Every day. Today, you are actually different than how you were yesterday. And so it's not designed for that. It's not designed to think about you know, some days your productivity is better. So maybe you can actually put in a 10, 12 hour day and you're going to rock it. And then some days your productivity is going to be crap and you actually need to work four hours and work a half day and you need to sleep in and exercise and spend more time resting. It's not designed for that. So we dive into that today and how we can kind of work around the boundaries in society that have been placed that really don't support women and women's health. And we also talk about if you work from home, some stuff you can do. If you're an entrepreneur and you have more flexibility like myself, I also share how I kind of work now and I've become way less rigid in my work and life, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But for this instance, it's good because I get to work when I have the energy to, and I can show up mentally and and physically sometimes. And I get to take time off when I don't feel good. (laughs) I have low energy. I know I'm not going to give it a hundred percent. And when that happens, I choose to do things that are easier, that are a little mind numbing, or I choose to take time off completely. So for example, in like because I work for myself, I really get to decide how often I work and when I work. And if I'm having an afternoon where I'm struggling to get through the afternoon, I'm tired, I didn't sleep well maybe or you know, maybe there's other stuff going on in my personal life, I will maybe instead of recording an interview that day or filming content or meeting with a client, I will do something like sit on the couch and answer my emails for an hour and organize my notes for the next week, right? So just like easier tasks because that's the space I'm in. But then on the flip side, I often have times where on a Sunday or maybe even a Saturday morning, depending on things, I have a lot of energy 
And so then I actually film. I do a lot of filming on the weekends because I have this energy to be on camera, to speak, to show up, to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And so I actually just kind of take advantage of that. So we kind of get into different details like that. And we talk about how that plays into functional medicine and functional health. And yeah, it was a very enlightening episode. And Laura and I have a lot in common. I think we would be friends if we were, you know, living close to each other in real life. So I really appreciated this episode and I think you will as well. A shout out to Fatty15. Oh my gosh. I think I might've said this on the last episode, but I got a very interesting review. I was talking to a friend of mine on Instagram and she was saying that omegas decreased her HRV and increased her heart rate significantly. And she tracks it through her aura ring. I think she has another tracker as well. And she heard this one podcast. I'm going to post it on my stories today, actually, or tomorrow. She heard this one podcast that said, was somebody was talking about this and saying, hey, like omegas, omega-3s can actually have a negative side effect for some people. And that was the first time she's heard it. And she's been on omega-3 supplements for years. So she's like, okay, maybe this is why. I'm reacting, like having these biomarkers change. So she goes off omega omega 3, takes a break, starts taking fatty 15, and her levels are way better, way healthier. Her HRV is higher, her heart resting heart rate is lower. She's having no adverse side effects to the fatty 15, which is the C15 molecule. So that was so interesting. I could not believe that because I have really have not heard about you know, negative side effects to, to omegas like that. So I, and I recommended the fatty 15 to her as a essential fatty acid that no one really knows about that is three times more potent than omega-3 and is phenomenal. Works to be anti-inflammatory in the body, works for helping balance hormones, which we all love. And has replaced omega-3s for me. So I've actually run out of omega-3s now and I'm not ordering anymore because I don't think I need it. With the research that's been shown with fatty 15, it just seems like unnecessary. So I really suggest fatty 15 for everybody. My husband takes it as well. I think it's fantastic. And I did a whole podcast episode with their team. I'll probably invite them on in the new year. We'll do another episode. But I really encourage you to check that out, especially if you are trying to like, you're struggling to find a good quality omega-3, which was my issue as well. So, so many times you're taking them and they're like made from algae, which can be decent, or they're made from fish oil. And then it's like, where are the fish from? Are they farmed? Are they wild caught? All of these things. and I don't know. It just, it seemed like a lot of headache for me personally. So, and you also have to take a lot. Whereas with fatty 15, you take one tiny pill. Like I can't even describe to you how small it is. It's like, it's like the length of like your baby pinky nail. Like that's how like long it is. And then it's like super skinny, super, super skinny. So ah, it also makes my life easier too. So that's Fatty15. You can check them out on my website or linked in the show notes if you are interested. And a shout out to Bioptimizers. Let me tell you about my sleep issues that I've been having lately, okay? I am waking up in the middle of the night every night this week. And I'm not lying. I, I'm not lying. I, I, 
I'm trying to figure it out. I'm, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's something in the air or the stars or solar system, whatever. I am waking up in the middle of the night and it's hard. I feel tired and I'm getting through it. Anyway, Bioptimizers has this product called Sleep Breakthrough. And so I've been using this to really help with that. So I take a scoop. Actually, I take four scoops before I go to bed at night. And then I will take some if I wake up in the middle of the night as well. And I take their magnesium during the day. And it is helping. So the reason that I like their sleep breakthrough and always recommend it is because it doesn't have melatonin in it. It has the precursors to melatonin. And I think that's an important distinction. A lot of people will have negative side effects to melatonin. They will feel groggy. It will mess up their other hormones. It will mess up their circadian rhythm if they take too much. They become reliant on it and always have to up their dosage. So that was not the rabbit hole that I wanted to go down. So I love taking this sleep breakthrough powder. It tastes great. And it's got things in it like vitamin B6, magnesium, uh, different herbs that are also really good for like calming the nervous system and falling asleep. And that is why I love it. So you can check that out on my website. It's also on in the show notes. It's kind of everywhere. That's by optimizers. And definitely use my discount code BiohackingBrittany in all capitals. That will get you the most discount possible. Okay. It's kind of hidden from the world. <laughs> like it's not on their website. It's not on like any of these coupon websites that you see. So it's just for like people who are in my network and in my audience. So use that. You can also obviously share it with your friends and family, but yeah, it just saves you the most amount of money. And that matters because supplements can obviously get to be a lot. So the other thing I want to mention is I have a new Amazon page. If you are curious about what I buy from Amazon, go check it out. It's linked on my new website. Praise the Lord. So happy about it. And I just added a ton of stuff actually. And this is stuff I literally own in my house. Like I'm not paid to put these things, you know, like these companies aren't paying me to, to sponsor them or anything like that. So I have a bunch of different lists on there. So I have one for like healthy home, all the different pots and pans and utensils and all these glassware, different things that I use. I have a list of healthy beauty products and I just added all of my hair care products that I use by a company called Inner Sense there. So you can go through them, shampoos, conditioners, leave-in products, styling oils, heat protectors. This Inner Sense company has been my favorite. I've actually been using them for over three years. So check that out. What else do I have? I have the self-tanner I use, which is all natural on there and I love that self-tanner, let me tell you, because without it, I look like a ghost in the winter. There's no sunshine in Vancouver like during this time of year, not that much. And I also have my supplements, all the health books that I read, and some other things as well. So definitely check that out if you're like, hey, I know Amazon Prime is like doing all these extra things for Black Friday coming up. I wonder what Brittany buys from Amazon. Go take a look. I also think I have like very interesting random things on there too. Like I have the enema kit that I use on there. I have the snowballs boxers that my husband uses, which like you put ice into the boxers and it is like keeps the, 
keeps your balls cold because warm and like heat is bad for sperm production. So anyway, that's what is going on with that. And I will always continue to add to that. And the other thing, last thing is that I actually added the red lamps that we use to my Amazon healthy home list. I got a DM this week that said, hey, I saw those lights or those lamps. You posted them on your Instagram stories. I bought them, best purchase I ever made. Let me tell you about these lamps quickly, okay? Again, this is not sponsored. These are tiny little lamps. Like They're not very big and they're touch. So you just touch them on and off and they go different colors. Most importantly, they go red. This was the only lamp that I could find on Amazon that could turn white and red in the same light bulb without me having to buy a different light bulb, do all the research, blah, blah, blah. And it's touch. So it's so easy. And even better is it remembers the last setting you set it to. So when I'm waking up in the middle of the night to get up, to have a snack, to pee, whatever it is, you know what I do? I lean over, I touch the lamp. The lamp turns on. What color is it? It's red. So I'm not disrupting my circadian rhythm with this bright white light at in the middle of the night. It's great. And then when I'm reading, say I can't get back to sleep, I'm reading Akatar right now, which is a court of thorns and roses. When I'm reading in the middle of the night and when I'm reading before I go to bed, we actually have the lamps set to red. So there's no blue light whatsoever coming from them. There's no blue light actually in our apartment at all because I refuse to have blue light on at night. So anyway, that's to say, um, if you are looking for a solution, which I looked for for years, that is, and you're looking for a bedside table lamp, or maybe for your kid's room, because you don't want blue light to interrupt their circadian rhythm, those are the lamps that you need. They're also so cheap. Like, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember, like, pretty sure they're like 30, 40 bucks each. Like, they're nothing. Like, it's, it's so cheap. And so that's why I got them. And I'm such a big fan. There's also a USB charger in them. And I think that's it. I don't know what the EMF is like for them, but honestly, I don't know if EMF is ever good for any lamps because it's like, it's plugged in right by you. Right. So I don't charge my phone in there. I don't, if I'm lying down because I don't want that extra electricity by me or EMF by me. I don't even keep my phone in my bedroom. So that's currently what I'm using. Anyway, enjoy this podcast episode. I think you will love it. You're going to get a lot out of it. It's very insightful. It's very honest, easygoing chat. And join me on Tuesday for another episode. If you haven't listened to any of the recent ones, I really encourage you to do do so. I have had very interesting guests lately talking about geez, all sorts of things like gene therapy. And I don't even know, like all over the board. And so it's so interesting to kind of be able to do these interviews. Enjoy this. If you feel so inclined, I would love a review and a rating. Anything that you'd like to do means a lot to me. If you have any questions, send me a message on Instagram at biohackingbrittany. You can also follow me on TikTok, YouTube, you know, everywhere. And enjoy this. Welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. 
I am your host, Brittany Ford, (laughs) if you're new here, and I love diving into women's health, and today we are doing exactly that with a little touch on functional medicine, which is kind of a new area of expertise I've been exploring myself, and we are going to dive into it today with Dr. Laura, who is a functional medicine-trained health strategist dedicated to empowering female entrepreneurs career-driven women, and highly motivated individuals. So we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about peak performance and really how we can maintain that, but also maintain a healthy lifestyle. So Dr. Laura, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I've been a big fan of your podcast for a long time. Love the biohacking world, love women's health, and just really excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you. Yeah, me too. I am so curious about your experience studying functional medicine. I have been dabbling, doing like courses here and there. I just did a small course that specialized in women's health in functional medicine. I've been looking at like IFM and different places. And and honestly, I'm trying to find like some sort of robust certification that's functional medicine and women's health, but it's kind of hard. So if you could kind of take us through your education, I'm sure my listeners would love to hear it. Sure. And there's, there is so much information, so many options out there. And it's like, in part, it's super important to find the educational program that aligns with you. And then to also understand that some of it's going to come with experience, right? Like we can always find things to learn, but you also learn by doing. So I think the best way to learn more about functional medicine is a marriage of the two. What's the certification program that's going to get me the basics that I need to learn. And then how can I learn as I actually implement it with clients? So my own experience, I had, I kind of stumbled into functional medicine, to be honest with you. I, I went to college at Cornell University. I thought I wanted to go into research, got a job in a research lab, my freshman year there. And then promptly found I like hated being in a lab all the time and needed to be around people more, go figure. So I figured, okay, I guess, you know, Medical back medical degree is the next best option. But at the time in college, two things happened. I had started getting interested in nutrition and weightlifting and really wanted to bring these into health. And when I was going and talking to different medical schools at the time, it, it was kind of like when I asked where nutrition was in their curriculum, I would kind of get laughed off and they'd be like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, well, not sure if this is the direction after all. The second thing that happened was when I was 21, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune thyroid disease. And, you know, I was told I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life. And at 21, uh, I don't know about you, but like at 21, I thought I should feel amazing. You're young, you're getting ready to finish college. And I felt terrible. I was tired. I was overweight, even though I was doing all the right things. I wasn't getting any answers from my doctors. And I was really fortunate to meet a functional medicine doctor in New Jersey, which was where my my parents were living at the time. And she just completely opened my eyes to this whole other side of healthcare where she was looking at my gut health and talking to me about my coffee habits and how that was affecting my health. And that, you know, the quote unquote, perfect diet I was eating was not perfect for me and my gut microbiome and how I had to start thinking about my hormones and my stress levels and maybe switch up the way I exercised. And that was just so new to me at the time that I I immediately became fascinated with it. So I switched gears and actually my first degree was a chiropractic degree. 
I really became obsessed with like body work, the human body structure and function of the musculoskeletal system. And that was where I met a lot of people who were interested in functional integrative medicine. So while doing that, I also enrolled as a student in the Institute for Functional Medicine um, and started learning the two side by side. Then I I also decided to get my master's in clinical nutrition because I was really interested in that. And really, you know, I, I did the IFM certification program in functional medicine, and it was just the first of many, many programs I've pursued. I'm also currently in like Academy for Aging, Anti-Aging Medicines, functional program. We'll be finishing that up later this year. I've done programs with different health professionals, with supplement companies that really have dove into different protocols to use. So it's been over a decade of different programs and seminars and educational experiences to continue to dive into this. And each each thing that you find, it lets you go a little deeper. You know, I think IFM was such a great big picture view of all the areas of functional medicine to get into. But then I knew I wanted to do more strategic seminars and courses that looked at just women's hormones health or, you know, the stress response and building resilience and things like that. So it it really has been ongoing and probably will be ongoing. But, you know, my biggest advice when people are trying to figure out like, what's, what's the program I pick? Where do I start? Well, What's your what's your knowledge base, right? If like functional medicine's new to you, the the bigger general programs are a great starting place, and then you can fine tune as you find a niche that you really want to get into. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've kind of found the same thing. Um, I've done a few different degrees, and a lot of them are pretty broad, and then you end up just finding smaller niche random courses that are kind of more specialized in the area that you want, and it's it's really helpful to have that foundation. Like it is really helpful to have that, you know, general certification so that when you do something more specialized, obviously you understand it easier and you pick it up easier and you understand the language and, you know, everything like that. So I I agree with you. I'm curious which course or which school do you think has really moved the needle the most for you and your practice in terms of being able to support women through functional medicine? Yeah, I and if I have to have my honest answer, like the big courses, as important as they have been with the foundational pieces, it's really been working with clients and like diving into the research and then learning from other practitioners that has, I think, really helped move the needle. Because I mean, I know you can appreciate this as someone who has an interest in women's health. A lot of the times when we go to more general programs, a lot of the research is still based on men or postmenopausal women. And it's, it's, you, you know, you need to be able to figure out how to translate that to menstruating clients, to women who are putting a lot of demands on themselves and it doesn't always match up completely. So I've learned a lot just from diving into the research myself, from literally just working with people hands-on. I also think of the work of like Dr. Kayla Osterhoff, like she is really into research around uh, women's health and hormones and in terms of like the productivity high performance space so learn a lot from her and her content I have yet to find like that one I like envision this maybe this is something that we just need to make now that we're having this conversation it's like functional medicine women's health and high performance functional medicine course that you know teaches other practitioners like how do we actually apply this info to this this population right because every Every area, whether it's the gut microbiome, whether it's biohacking, whether it's hormone support, you know, we have to have special considerations for 
busy working women, for women with a cycle, for women without a cycle. And I haven't seen one program that quite exists yet that covers all those bases. It's more been a, a blend of all these different areas. And it's like being a detective, putting all the pieces together. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I have not seen any programs that have specialized in high performance for women. Like the one, you know, even the one that I'm doing right now at Czech Institute is for women's performance, but it's athletic performance, which is also interesting and obviously a piece of the puzzle, but it's, it's not, you know, how do you show up day in and day out for your family and your job and like perform at its best. And the programs that do talk about that, like I think even Dave's, Dave Asprey's program, I forget what he, it's called, like Upgraded Human or something like that. Even that program, like there's no real nod to women in that program. It's just like this general idea of like how to, you know, fire from all cylinders. And whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, cool, but like women are so different and we actually feel different every single day. Our hormones are different every single day. So like one day to the next, I can't fire from all cylinders the same and expect to have the same output. It just like, it doesn't work like that. It's just way too, way too complicated and, and way more complex. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. And it's just to me, and this is a conversation I have with clients, with other health and wellness professionals that I coach. It's like, what does consistency look like for women? And, you know, sometimes we have to go really deep and be like, okay, we have some unlearning to do around what routine means for women, how we live, how we work as women, because, you know, for better or worse, we've kind of grown up in this world that was designed a little bit more for a man's 24-hour circadian rhythm, right? It doesn't really consider our hormone rhythm. So there's a lot of reframing of just how we show up day to day. And, you know, sometimes as women, by creating consistency that also has flexibility, like, okay, yes, it's great for everyone to have a morning ritual, but maybe give yourself permission to be a little flexible for what that looks like at different parts of your cycle. Because sometimes you may need more restful, restorative, slowing down time in the morning, whereas other times you might wake up and be like, ready to go. I'm on a cold plunge. I'm on a workout. I'm going to kick butt today. And it's when we fall into the trap of, I have to do all the things every day when we're not wired to show up the same every day that we kind of fall into these guilt cycles as women. Why can't I do this? Why can't I focus today? But we're not living in alignment with who we are at the core. So it's it, it's a it's a bigger, deeper conversation than just like you said, like fire on all cylinders, get your routine in place. There's this whole other layer for women that we have to look at to make sure we're really caring for caring for who we're wired to be. Yeah, that's so true. It's really hard to be okay with that mindset. Like, to be honest, even, you know, I work from home. I've worked from home for like since 2018 and I run my own business, like as do you. And there's such a high expectation I put on myself to perform every day and be able to get maybe not everything done on my to-do list, like, which is not really possible, but to get a lot done. And the idea of being okay with like, okay, today actually I'm not going to work a full day or maybe I'm going to do tasks that are a bit easier because this is where I am in my menstrual cycle is a very hard thing to actually put into practice. And I have an entire guide, digital guide dedicated to cycle syncing and like what you should be doing during which phase of the cycle. But it is really hard to put into practice and be okay with taking those slower days and knowing that you're going to rev up you know, later on when ovulation comes around again. 
So what do you recommend for women? Like, how do we actually put this into practice and like live more in sync with our hormones? You're right. It is really difficult, especially like I can tell you're, you're kind of like me where you're a go-getter and you're like, I want to do all of these things. Like I want to live the best of all areas of my life, professionally, personally, things like that. And so it takes, it's almost like retraining your mind and retraining your nervous system to allow for that space and those seasons of speeding up and slowing down. And it's, it's a lot of like big, uncomfortable questions of like, well, why can't it be this way? Why can't I have some days where I'm pulling back a little bit, knowing that a week from now, I'm going to be flying forward again and accepting that taking this little bit of time of, of creating space for more restorative things for pouring into me is, is what I can leverage to really show up at my best when I'm wired to do so. So sometimes it's it's the daily mindset practices, it's the daily regulation practices so that we don't get in our own way with it. You know, we we talk about health and habits and routines and a lot of times we focus on nutrition and workouts and cold plunges and supplements, but those other pieces, the mindset, the big deep questions, regulating ourselves, that's what allows us to stay present and to like have the big picture in mind. Those days where your body is like screaming at you to just have a break. You're waking up. You're like, I'm just not able to focus on anything. I'm tired. I like need a minute to myself. When we are regulated, when we practice checking in with ourselves, it becomes easier to be like, oh, this is how I feel. Let me let me double check my period tracker. All right, day 26, 27. Maybe today I just put in a couple of hours and I like take care of me. I go find some connection. I have some alone time. And I know a couple of days from now, I'm going to be like right back on top of my game feeling so much better. But if I don't give myself this time, chances are I may not feel that way. And if I continue that cycle, I start to experience fatigue and burnout and hormone dysfunction and inflammation because I'm not giving my body what it needs. And I get that there's like so many other demands to think about, right? Like I, I think of a lot of women who also have like little kids at home. Like sometimes our time is not always our own, but I'm also of the firm belief that we can show up so much better for the people around us if we do start creating this little bit of flexibility and and awareness of what's happening in our bodies at a at a given hormonal time. You know, we'll, we'll hear a lot of people say, just listen to your body. But here's the thing, you can't listen to your body if you don't understand it and trust it first, right? So those are the first steps, like figure out what's happening in my body and can I trust it to work with me with all that I want to achieve? And and then once you can do that, it's really easy to listen to what you need, the days that you know it's time to push yourself, the days when it's time to pull back. But I think a lot of women hear that phrase, like just listen to your body and you'll know like when to work out. But they don't know or trust their body yet. So what are they listening to, you know? All right. I know that so many of us struggle with our hormones. We have a lot of confusion around our menstrual cycles, ovulation, having our periods, regulating it, and really just minimizing the symptoms that we often deal with. I have been there. I've had a mild PCOS diagnosis. I have had irregular cycles since I've been off birth control. I've had a ovarian cyst. And honestly, I've been through a lot when it comes to hormones in the last few years. So out of that, I really taught myself about cycle syncing. And this is the idea that during different phases of the cycle, we are doing different things. We are eating different foods, taking different supplements or drinking different teas for the nutrients. 
exercising differently in response to where our hormones are at at that time. And through living in this ebb and flow of our cycle, we can actually feel better. We can look better. Our hormones are happier. We're mentally better. We can sleep better. And this is exactly what I found. So I took everything that I did. I put it into an easy peasy guide for you. It's called the ebb and flow cycle guide. It's on my website. Go and grab it right now. This is literally going to solve all of your hormone issues. I'm not kidding. It's so, so good. And it's so easy to read as well. I also added in a part about seed cycling because I know so many of you are interested in seed cycling as well. So that means what seeds do we take during which phase of the cycle? These seeds have different phytonutrients in it that can help with the different hormones during the different phases. And I've also included over 30 recipes that are super tasty as a bonus. So these recipes are designed for the different phases. So you can have certain ones during your period, during ovulation and things like that. And of course, I included biohacks. I included which biohacks to do around ovulation to optimize that how to optimize your menstrual cycle or your menstruation during your period and everything like that. Everything from castor oil packs to acupuncture to red light therapy to healing baths that that I love, that is what I did. So this is my ebb and flow cycle guide. You can grab it on my website right now, biohackingbrittany.com. Go for it. And I hope you really enjoy it. There's been over 500 that have been bought already, which is so amazing to see. And I'm just so thankful that I get to help women with their hormones and on their health journey. Yeah, that's a really good point. Something that I've started implementing in the last few months is kind of breaking free of this idea of nine to five, Monday to Friday. I always felt like, and sometimes still do, that those hours I need to be working. I have to be working. But the reality is I actually run my own business so I can work whenever I want, to be honest. like As long as I get my stuff done, I can work whenever I want. And so in the last few months and this year, I've been learning to be flexible with that. So, you know, maybe one afternoon on a Thursday, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to like only work half a day today, but then Sunday will roll around and I'll have a bunch of energy and I'll just go and just do put some hours in. And that's okay because I feel like I'm like primed for that. I'm in a relaxed mode. I don't have a lot going on that day and I can do it. And it's less of this like, this is when I'm on and this is when I'm off and more of exactly what you're saying of, I energetically feel like this is what I should be doing right now. I'm going to do that. So now I kind of don't really have a set schedule of when I work every day. Of course I work, you know, most days, you know, like typical full-time hours for sure, or probably more, but there's way more grace in the timing of it. And when I start, when I stop. And, And also the other thing too, now with winter here, like I, I like shut down earlier now, whereas in the summer I'll like sometimes work to eight 30 cause it's still light outside, you know? So it's just kind of learning to set a rhythm for yourself. If you have the ability to have flexibility. Absolutely. And I, I love that last point, especially with, you know, winter gets dark earlier, it's dark later into the morning. It's like, what a beautiful marriage of work-life balance and a lifestyle that supports circadian rhythm, right? Because especially if you know you're listening to this you are an entrepreneur you do have the ability to set your own hours like productivity isn't defined by how many hours you work in a day it's defined by 
Are you doing the things that move the needle forward in life and business in a way that's not making you crash and burn? Like I think a lot of us are busy during working hours, but we're not always productive because again, we're thinking we have to adhere to this schedule of nine to five or eight to five, whatever that looks like. Whereas you can just start working even more in alignment with your hormones, like looking at different tasks based on when you're hormonally more more primed to do different cognitive tasks. And all of a sudden, the work that you used to get done in eight hours, now you get it done in four hours or five hours, and you've freed up a couple of hours in your day to go to go life, right? Like to go to go hike on an afternoon, to go have a late breakfast with your partner, to to be able to pick up your kids from school, whatever that looks like. But it's it's again, it's like a lot of this learning of, okay, well, how do I, how do I do that? And it's, I don't just have to be busy and doing tasks in this set hours that we're told we have to, but let me get real about what things I'm primed to do right now. How do I really create more ease and flow and alignment in my business? And once you start to integrate that health and hormone piece into it, now you realize you can leverage the brain chemistry changes that happen with our cycle too. And then it becomes really magical. Like, is it something new to learn? Yes. But especially as an entrepreneur, like if you can learn when to tap into that creativity and planning versus the follow through versus the networking, it just creates this sense of alignment that I think most of us crave when we're looking for quote unquote work-life balance. I think we want more alignment so that we can free up our time to do the things we love with the people we love. Like, I don't know about you. I didn't become an entrepreneur to like work nonstop. And whenever I find myself, you know, sometimes it is a lot of work, right? Like sometimes you got to put in the long weeks, but when I find myself doing that week after week, I, I always have to pull back and I'm like, okay, where am I like falling into old habits and forgetting about creating the time and space for life, for joy, for connection? Because when I give myself those things, that also amplifies my productivity and you know my drive to get things done in a less amount of time. And I can do that on my terms as a woman, as a woman with hormones, um, and just you know with all of the, the the things that comes with being a modern woman today. Yeah, I love that. It's it's hard to find the work life balance. You know, even if you work in corporate or some sort of job that you have to go into the office for, and you do have set hours, it's still hard because like we're not really designed, right? We're not designed to be sitting at a computer for eight hours or even seeing clients face-to-face for eight hours. We're not designed for that much work day in and day out without periods of rest and activity, actually. Not just rest, like getting up and moving the body and walking around the block. And I remember when I was in school, I used to like, not online, in person, like when we would have these breaks in the middle of lectures, I would get up and walk around the block and get outside and get steps in and would come back actually feeling so refreshed, whether it was from the fresh air or from just the exercise. I just needed that movement. And you have to be so intentional about that because otherwise the days slip by. And it's like you said, they turn into long weeks. And I've been there where you're on the other side of the long weeks and suddenly you're like, oh, I'm actually not happy. Like I'm miserable, I'm really stressed and I don't feel good about myself mentally, physically, something needs to change. And then a lot of women end up hitting burnout, right? Like we just kind of do that for so long. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm kind of like starting to feel like that. How do I avoid hitting rock bottom and and hitting burnout? What would you say are like practical things that they can start doing today to really help bring this balance into their workday? 
Absolutely. And I know everyone wants to hear, I mean, maybe not your listeners, but a lot of times when I get asked this question, people are like, what's, what's the supplement? What do I take to prevent burnout? And it's like, it's such a deeper, deeper question than that. Right. But, you know, as to use the example you just said of when people are in like, you know, in a job or in school, they're in a nine to five and sometimes they don't have control over the environment. Like it takes so much self-responsibility and so much intention to make sure you're creating the space for those habits. Because as much as we want to think that, you know, our companies will come up with the best corporate wellness programs, the best kind of things for us, like it's their, their responsibility in ideal world is to create a work structure that gives you space to take responsibility for your health and well-being. But at the end of the day, it is on us to help figure that out. So when I think about you know, the women who I've worked with, who I've seen, who have either been in burnout or they're kind of teetering on the edge of burnout. There's a couple of different ways that we look at it. Like first, obviously, is if they're having like physical symptoms, right? The low energy, they're drained. Maybe they're apathetic. They're just not feeling happy. They're not feeling anything. Like we have to pour something into them. We got to nourish, right? So like, let's, let's really pour in your nutrition. Let's get that restorative activity in. Let's also maybe do some things that help shift your hormones and biochemistry in the right direction? And are we connecting with others? Are you doing things that bring you joy? When was the last time you played? You know, even if you are an adult, like these are the basic human needs, right? Play, connection, joy, getting outside, getting some fresh air, getting some sunlight. Like a lot of these things are free, but they're also the first things to go when we get in busy seasons, right? We forget about those and we're like, all right, let me just do my meal prep and hit the gym at five in the morning. But the most important things I think are those, those basic foundational things that we need as human beings to just feel, feel our best. And then we kind of get into the things that sometimes as women, we're not so great at doing, like asking for help, setting boundaries, creating the time to pour into ourselves. And that's the hard stuff, right? It is way easier to focus our time on like external things like nutrition and workouts. And yes, they are important. But it's hard, like when you're you're coming up against burnout, and you're like, "How did I really get here? Like, do I do I like this job and career? And if not, what am I doing? And if I do like it, like, what's leading me to feel this way? Like, what am I not? What am I not getting? Am I people pleasing? Am I being a, a yes girl and not saying no when I need to create time for myself? Right? Am I setting those boundaries with other people? Am I setting boundaries with myself to not? cancel my workouts and cancel my self-care time just because things get busy. So it's like, we have to peel back layers of like, first and foremost, yes, let's, let's like get them out of symptom mode and start to be able to ponder some of these questions. Cause when you're burnt out and you're in it, it's really hard to like have the capacity to ask some of these more emotional questions. But if we really want to get off the cycle of burnout, if we want to fix it for good, these are some big questions that we have to that we have to ask ourselves, right? So it's it really is looking at the whole woman, the whole person, not just the biochemistry, and then correcting the biochemistry while figuring out how do we get here and how do we fix the problem there so that this doesn't happen again. Hi there, folks. I've got some thrilling news to share with you. The Buy Optimizers Black Friday mega sale is in full swing. And guess what? It's actually not just for one day. It is for the entire month of November. This mega deal is available only for my listeners and only with my code. Yep, you heard me right. It's literally just for us. 
Now, you already know that I have an unwavering trust in bioptimizers. These guys are the real deal when it comes to improving digestion. And let's not forget about their top of the line magnesium. It's truly the best on the market. Plus, they actually back up their products with a rock solid 365 day money back guarantee. No questions asked. Now is the time of year when you fill up your shopping carts and stock up on bioptimizers goodness. Trust me when I say this, you won't be able to find a better Black Friday deal anywhere else, not even on the mighty Amazon. The biggest discount you can get and amazing gifts with purchases are available only on my page, bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbrittany with code biohackingbrittany. We all have those never-ending Black Friday wish lists, but this year I challenge you to put your health at the top of that list. Instead of those impulsive purchases, let's focus on what really matters. So why wait? Choose health over unnecessary things this Black Friday. Head over to bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbrittany and enter my code biohackingbrittany at checkout. Let me know what you think of it and don't miss out on this mega deal for my listeners only. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's hard to know or hard to say one root cause for it. Oftentimes, it's just multifaceted. And I know for myself, as someone who just went through a stressful period over the summer, I was honestly being very healthy. Like I was. Like I, I was going through a cleanse and I was exercising, getting outside every day, wasn't drinking, eating really well. Like all of those like typical basic boxes were checked. And I still felt like overwhelmed all of the time. And the changes that I had to make were more around lifestyle in terms of just overworking and putting boundaries in to my life. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, you know, you might be deficient in this one vitamin that's making you feel brain fog and that type of thing, which like, again, we would love that because then you just take a supplement or eat a food and just, it gets fixed, right? But I had to really do a lot of deep reflection and I and I went to, I had a couple vacations and I realized that on those vacations of like, I have no boundaries with my job, with my work. I need to be separating myself more. I'm too tied to it all the time. Like, I think I'm in fight or flight way too much that I want to be. And it was upon like taking time off and having reflection that I realized I needed to shift what I was doing during my day, day in and day out. So for me, it wasn't really even like the health practices. It was more of just not, I guess, like bringing enough tactics in to support myself as an individual aside from my business. And that was like something I really had to learn and have come out of it, thankfully. And I can tell I've come out of it because my biggest thing that I noticed was I only you know, every day I'd go and sit down on my laptop and I would be looking forward to my vacations coming up. It was like the light at the end of the tunnel. So I went on vacation in August and then I had one in October. And right after the one in August, I was like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to get through this week. I'm going to California in October. It's fine. And when I realized like that was my thinking every single day, I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, this is not how I want to live my life. Anyway, I'm totally rambling about this, but that was really what made me realize like, I don't want to be living for vacations. I don't want to be living for time off or weekends. Like, I want my life to be reflective of something that I love and cherish and I'm proud of. And so I had to do a lot of deep work to be able to 
figure it out and fix it. And thankfully I came on the other side of it, but yeah. Yeah. So glad you're on the other side of it. And it's not rambling at all. That's actually one of one of like my favorite questions when I work with women who are dealing with burnout or kind of are on the brink of it is like, how do you feel when you go on vacation? They're like, amazing. I live for vacations. I'm like, okay, what if, hear me out. <laughs> what if we created a life that when we went on vacation, it was because we wanted to just like enjoy a new place and experience new things, not to escape the life that we have. Right. So like we can bring that to it, but that's what requires the really hard work because then we have to look at like, all right, how am I operating every single day? And similar to what you felt you had going on, like so many of us just operate from this autopilot fight or flight state where we're just like going through, we're going through the motions. And like, I've, I've been there myself before. And sometimes you come out of it and you're like, where did the last month go? Like what just, what just happened? Because you're just in autopilot. We're like, have so much stuff going on. And it's time and energy are, I think some of our biggest currencies and time is the one that we can't get back. So I, I think it's, you know, just starting to shift how we look at all of these things. And yes, even as a health professional, like, I don't think my job stops after the lab tests and the supplements. It it continues to figure out where did people, like what happens that they got to the point where their lab biomarkers are off and they need supplements. Like what led to that point, right? It's It's not a supplement deficiency. Like what else is sapping all of their their vitality, their energy. And it's, it's these things that we're talking about, right? So, you know, in this, this bigger conversation of what does it mean to functional medicine? What does it mean to biohack? Like, this is really at the root of it. Like, how do we, how do we really figure out how to create a life we don't need to escape from that we get all of our basic human needs that brings us joy and pleasure and connection and, you know, sprinkle in the fine tuning along the way for optimal performance. Yeah. That's exactly it. If you're so stressed, like no amount of cold dips are going to like heal you. <laughs> like and, and it might, might make it worse, right? Yes. Like, it might have the opposite yeah. effect. Exactly. And and we want to think that because it's such an easy, fun, cool new thing to do. And I think they are helpful, you know, anti-inflammatory, all these things, but it's still like we need to take a look at what is actually happening that is causing this and let's see how we can shift it and play with it and change it so that you can feel better. And those are discussions that you don't have with your doctor. You know, like you're not talking to your doctor for an hour being like, oh, I'm so stressed for, with work. What do you recommend? And they just say like, here's a prescription of Xanax, right? Like it's, where's the discussion? Where's the support when you need it? That is like such a holistic view. And a lot of the time, at least I find for myself, like I'm kind of just doing the research myself and, and healing and figuring it out for myself because I don't know, there's, I mean, there are practitioners online, but it's not as accessible as I think I should be in society right now. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, that's really why I, I moved online out of a brick and mortar into more of a consulting business was to be able to have these con kind of conversations with working women, because what's more frustrating when you like, you have a career, you have a family, you have other things, you're, you're stressed, you like want to feel really good. You're doing all the things and you go to your doctor and they're like, oh, just don't worry so much. Just slow down. And you're like, thank you. Have you met me? Like, that's not how I operate in this world. So like these conversations are the the important conversations. And I think 
I think that's the beauty of podcasting. I think the beauty of having virtual consulting practices, I know for me at least, is now there's so many more avenues to have these kind of conversations versus, you know, when I'm in a clinic, I'm seeing people one-on-one. Now I get to sit down with people for an hour or I get to create a group where we all come together and talk about this. And you can see you're not alone in these struggles, right? Or we can open up a Slack channel that we can kind of like, hey, I'm really going through something. I just need to message about like, what do I do with all of this? How do I find the research? So I think I think as practitioners, we have the ability, but it's also about bringing creativity to how we deliver this health and wellness info to people. And, you know, I don't want to speak poorly of anyone, but like not everyone is willing to do the research outside of programs like you and I are talking about and bring that to the masses. I think there's more people out there than there used to be who want to, but it's also about how do I get creative and get this info into the hands of as many women as possible who have all different types of, you know, accessibility starting points, right? So whether it's online summits, podcasting, courses, guides, anything to just start getting it out there, start having the conversations. And it's really this, for me, it comes back to the need for community and connection around this topic, right? Because it's it's great to give people the toolboxes, the playbooks, the step-by-step plan, but you also need that community aspect to come together and let's compare notes. Let's, this is where I'm at. Hey, I don't feel like anybody understands where I'm at right now. And to have a bunch of women around you who are in similar positions who are like, I got your back. Absolutely. Something I've been noticing in this past year or so is the development of online communities. So I think before we kind of had all of these different social media platforms and podcasts as well, I guess the social media, but you know, kind of just like separated and you can go into each platform and maybe you follow someone who talks about things or maybe you look up a hashtag or something like that. But now what I'm seeing a lot of is these online community groups that are centered on a single website, like something like Mighty Networks or something like that. And it's specialized in this one thing. And in that one platform, there'll be a course, a guide and a forum And the forum is like all of these people all around the world who are going through exactly what you're going through. And it's so cool to see that because I think that's what we've kind of been missing is it's been so awesome for social media to come. There's been so much benefit from it. Obviously, there's a dark side as well, but there's a lot of benefit from it. But I've really missed community and really missed like a one place that's a hub that we can just like go deep on functional medicine for women and like talk about very specific things and have so many different points of view. So I only see that increasing for the next five years in the online tech space. Um, I'm curious if you've seen stuff like that too. I'm, I'm sure you have. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's only going to keep growing. And I also think there's going to be a return of more in-person components to that. So now, you know, you can envision these networks where here's the course, here's the educational material, but here's also the forum where I get to access professionals and other people and guest experts. And then once or twice a year, I have an opportunity to go to a retreat, to go to an in-person event, to actually connect in person with those people. I think we're going to see that more and more and it's, it's needed. Right. So again, everyone may have different points where they're willing to like 
invest in some of those experiences, but I love at least, at least having a virtual community. It, it lets you connect somewhere. And then our job, or at least, you know, how I see my job as a facilitator of that is like, all right, now, how do I, how do I make sure that they're interacting with each other? Do I create virtual zoom happy hours, virtual retreats for them to connect in real time? Do they need accountability buddies? So depending on like how you want that experience to look, you can find connection with people all around the world to who get what it's like to be in your shoes. And I, I think that has the power to be one of the best drivers of health as long as it's a respectful community. Like I think we've also all probably maybe seen social media groups before that kind of looks like a bunch of people complaining about things. So also I will say as you, as you go to search for your communities, like find your vibe, right? Like be around people who are, who are looking to improve, to forward, like to think forward, to, to have a respectful dialogue, to exchange information and just to connect human to human. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're so right. I think even with a couple of communities that I've been in in the past, it was exactly that model of, you know, digital products, forums, and Zoom calls, and then events. So like a retreat or a meetup or something like that in a big city. And I think that is just so valuable. So, so valuable. Like even just in the biohacking space, there's not that many people who understand what biohacking is. Even though the term has gained so much popularity in the last five years, it's still very niche and it's not that mainstream yet. So to be able to like join a biohacking women's group and have a forum and be like, hey, like I'm not feeling good today. Like I feel nauseous. What are biohacks that we can recommend past like me just having ginger? Like, let's talk about it. Like, why is it happening? Right? Like, so I just think it's, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that because I think that we've been missing that in the tech culture and online culture. And the other thing I want to say about that is because, so I kind of live outside of Vancouver in Canada and we're talking about moving somewhere very um, remote right now. And that's really great because then I can live in nature away from EMF and radiation and all of those things that have a healthier life, but still have my community that like gets me and we can talk about things, you know? So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's the dream, right? Like how do, how do I live in a way that lets me have a little more alignment with nature, but also make sure I'm still connected to the resources I want, the people I want, the experiences that I want. I, I, I do love that I think it is going to become more and more popular and you're, you're completely right about biohacking. I think sometimes when we're hard to see the picture, when we're in the frame, so like you and I are in the field and we think everybody knows about it. And then you like, I don't know, I posted on LinkedIn about it the other day and I get all these, I'm like, what's biohacking? What's functional medicine? I'm like, wait, okay. Yeah. All right. Really got to, got to back it up. Got to make it more accessible from like an energy standpoint. I think a lot of people get intimidated sometimes if they hear from like, if they read up on biohacking, they think it's all about like crazy tech tools and things like that. But in, in my mind, it's it's really just a beautiful way of like getting back to our roots, leveraging modern technology, and every woman can benefit from it as long as it's coming from a, a female-centric perspective. So I hope to only see more and more growth in like the women's biohacking space in these next couple of years. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you think are some myths or maybe misconceptions that people might have about women's health and high performance? Like, what do you kind of come across when you're talking to your clients and you're like, oh, actually, this is how it works, even though 
the common narrative might say otherwise. Yeah, I would say the biggest myths or roadblocks that I think women have come up against is they think it's they think they have to do more. They think they have to give up the things they love and that it's going to be hard and really expensive. And none of those things are necessarily true. What what really has to happen is just rewiring how we look at things and changing how we operate on a day-to-day basis. You know, high high performance doesn't necessarily mean following the strictest diet or buying a thousand dollars of supplements every month. It means looking at getting real about what are the demands I'm placing on my body every day in my business, at home, in my workouts. And what do I need to do to match the supply to meet that demand? How do I let my physical body run with my mental ambition, right? And you don't find that in one pill or in one tool. You find it in, again, how do I how do I give my body exactly what it needs? And I think for most women who are, you know, in this high performance space and they're, a lot of them feel okay. They're like, I feel good. I don't feel terrible, but I don't feel great. And so like the tools that take you from being in a place of, of illness, of not feeling great to good, are a different set of tools than the place that take you from good to great, right? So while you're healing from a major health crisis, you might use one set of tools to get you to a baseline, but then you probably have to change what you're doing to take it to that next level, that optimization level. So I think sometimes people don't always look at the whole journey and they're coming, depending on where your starting point is at, is going to determine what works best for you. But the reality is, I think what moves the needle for most women in the high performance space is instead of jumping into doing more, right? Taking more supplements, doing more biohacks, doing harder workouts, it's okay, how do I actually take a season to really, really tap into what my body needs and what is my baseline right now? And from there, I can start to leverage my daily habits to take it to that next level, right? Because a lot of times people are like, oh, it's all mindset. Well, it's really hard to change your mindset if your brain is all inflamed and you're not getting enough nutrition to it. It's really hard to trust your gut. You'll see that a lot in the high performance space, like trust your intuition. Really hard to do that if your gut is all screwed up and you have dysbiosis and other things going on. So taking the time to learn about what's happening in your body, how are you wired? And by that, I mean like one of my my favorite test for high performers is looking at like genomic testing. Like what are their genetic tendencies? And figuring out how do I do these daily habits and rituals to connect the dots? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just it's it's relearning and it's it's really spending a season where you're prioritizing learning about it. Like we hear that word priority thrown around a lot. Like I have all these priorities, but Let's be honest, the essence of the word priority is singular. So we may have one point in life where our priority is little kids. Maybe in another season, our priority is business growth. But eventually, to be a high performer, you have to have a season where your priority is your health and learning how to take care of yourself. And it's more of an educational journey that lets you understand yourself on this deeper level versus just blindly following the strict diet, the workout plan, things like that. One of my favorite game-changing supplements that got released this year is Fatty 15, which is just changing how we see essential fatty acids. C15, the first essential fatty acid discovered in over 90 years, is at the heart of Fatty 15. 
This science-backed award-winning supplement is setting a new standard for long-term health and wellness. Imagine reversing cellular aging, achieving whole body and mind health. Fatty 15 offers three times more cellular benefits than omega-3, targeting and reversing the core of how we age. If you value omegas for your hormonal health like I do, Fatty 15 is a revelation for menstrual well-being. It's the breakthrough that we've all been waiting for. But there's a lot of other benefits just other than the hormones. It is more than a supplement. It is a lifestyle game changer. Say goodbye to those days of feeling sluggish and hello to a renewed sense of vitality. Whether you're an athlete looking to optimize your performance or someone simply aiming to improve your overall well-being, or maybe you're also interested in longevity and anti-aging, Fatty 15 is definitely for you. This is one of the best supplements I discovered this year, and I am so, so thankful that I did. You can use my link in the show notes to to get a discount off of Fatty15. They don't have any discount codes, so you have to use my link if you want to save. And I highly suggest you do so and add this to your stack of supplements today. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I, I love the idea of things being a season and being a phase. And this idea that life is fluid is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Because kind of before this, I, especially with health, you maybe you start a new habit and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this every single day for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I get a cold plunge every day for two minutes because it's so good for me. But the reality is, is like, that's not going to happen. And then it becomes cold outside, or then you go through a season and maybe you're too stressed and it adds too much stress to you to cold plunge and whatever happens. And so, I think there's something really forgiving and graceful about accepting that life is fluid and you could be in a season that's really tough right now, but that season will end and you will have a great season coming up and you will probably have another season that's hard as well. And just kind of accepting that versus sometimes the narrative around biohacking or even optimal health is so rigid and strict and these habits every single day and have this morning routine with 10 steps every single day. And that's how you get on, like get ahead of everybody else. And again, it's like, it's such a masculine way of looking at it versus just being in flow (laughs) with your life. So that's kind of where I've (laughs) been now. 100% uh, that resonates so much. And like nothing about our bodies as women is like rigid and strict. Like we are constantly in a state of flux and flow and changing. We were literally designed to be ebbing and flowing all the time. So wouldn't it make sense that the best way to take care of ourselves would be to also embrace those principles in general when that's literally how our how our bodies function, right? Like I think I think us trying to fit in that box of rigidity of doing the same things every day of, you know, again, that strict consistency, like how how does that work out for most women? I think of other, you know, you talked about the cold plunge. I even think of things like fasting. Like you talk to a lot of guys, they could fast every day forever and rarely do they ever experience negative side effects. Like women might feel great for a little bit, but eventually it catches up just because we're not wired to do that all of the time. So, you know, just just changing the way we look at these things and it's it's not a weakness to change your priority, to be in a season of ebb or flow, to you know, allow that flexibility. It's, it's really just aligning with our nature as women more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And sometimes it does take 
crashing and burning to be able to realize like that's kind of where we want to live. I remember when I first started getting into biohacking, I went through a really big phase of fasting every single day. Like, I don't even know, 16, 17. Yeah, 16, 17 hours every single day. I was like pretty skinny and not probably too thin, to be honest, of where I should be. And I, <laughs> my sleep was messed up. My, my mental cycle became irregulated. I got acne for the first time in my life, obviously, because I guess my testosterone was high, my cortisol was high. And I just like spun out of control. And I thought by like controlling everything so tightly, I would become healthier. And it proved to be the complete opposite, you know, a year later. And I was like 25 at the time, I think, 26, 25. And yeah, I had to unlearn all of that and just be like, okay, wait a minute. Like, this doesn't make sense. I'm being way too hard on my body. No wonder I'm having all of these new problems come up out of nowhere when really it's like a result of me being too harsh on myself day in and day out over a long period of time. Yeah. And I, I agree with you that a lot of times we all have to like go through that first. I mean, I've talked to a lot of like female biohackers in the space who are like, have we all had this journey where we like fasted until our hair fell out and our periods yeah. changed? <laughs> like, okay, I went a little bit too far, but like initially you feel great. So, and then it becomes too much of a, too much of a good thing. And, you know, I, I, I get it. I think there's, there's so much pressure too to like look a certain way, to show up a certain way, to be doing all of the things. And then the reality is like, Sometimes when we're at our healthiest, it might not be the weight we want, it might not be the look we want, but like, we're not going to know that unless we spend time connecting with our body and, and paying attention to these, these subtle cues, like feelings of anxiety, like body weight changes, like period changes and, you know, not sleeping well, like you could, you could have a low body fat percentage, but if your hair is falling out and you're grinding your teeth and you feel like crap, like maybe that's that's not the healthiest place for you to be. And maybe you do need to back up uh, some of the tools for a little bit and, and be okay with loving your body at the point where it's healthy and happy and lets you feel whole and complete and balanced throughout the day. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think when my menstrual cycle, menstrual cycle started like getting out of control, I became really scared because I think that your menstrual cycle is such a good indicator of your health. How regular is it? What does your period look like? Are you ovulating around the same time? Are you ovulating at all? Right? Like, like this idea of fertility being such a biomarker, to be honest. And so sometimes when we do certain biohacks, it just throws that out of whack. And how can that be good for you if you're supposed to be fertile? You're supposed to have this regular cycle. How can it be good for you to do all of these things that we see these people recommending? And that's kind of when I started pivoting towards women's health more and advocating for it more is because I saw people like Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield and like Gary Brecka now, like all of these people talking about doing these really like cool biohacks, but they're all like 50 year old men. <laughs> like it's not the same. We can't do what they're doing. It's not going to work. And I get that they have their own voice and brand and they have this whole cult following and whatever, but man, there's got to be more big people and like leaders out there who are women who are like, Hey, this is how to lead your life optimally without being just so aggressive about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's even, even that, when we look at like ovulation, like periods, like how many of us growing up were like, heard like, oh, periods are gross. Oh, you can't talk about this. Like, oh, it's hormones. Anytime that someone's acting a little bit off, like she's hormonal, like it's a bad thing. So it's also a lot of rewiring of no, like she's hormonal. Like, yay, we want that. Hello, vital sign here, just as important as heart rate, everything else. Like if you're ovulating, that means body is it is in a safe place. Even if you don't want kids, like you're not ovulating, you're not making progesterone, you get PMS symptoms, you have all these other issues. So it's, it's also just once we understand that this is actually an amazing, beautiful thing, not a gross thing, not a dirty thing, not an annoying thing, like that starts to change the game on how we start to prioritize it too. Cause it's not something that we want to just suppress and mask and get rid of. We want to optimize it. Yeah. I think women's health in general is so taboo. It's a lot better now, but it took a long time to get to where we are. I mean, even the fact that women weren't included in research until 1993, that was 30 years ago. Like that's not very long ago. And you're very much right. Like when, when I was growing up, your periods was not something that you talked openly about. If you got it at school, you would hide your tampon or whatever you were using. There was always kind of like an element of shame, you know? And then, man, there's like a whole energetic and psychological aspect of that too, of things happening and that shame being stored in your body and that leading and manifesting to health problems later on, which a lot of women deal with in terms of, especially like sexual abuse and and things like that. Like, So I just, it's hard because women's health still feels like this thing that we have to fight for to be talked about. And it's 2023 and it's like, why? Like, why is it not at equal to men's health and everything that happens in that space? I don't know. It is crazy. It's crazy that like, at least here in the States, we can have TV commercials for like erectile dysfunction drugs. Like that's no problem. But I think of like one of my friends and colleagues, Dr. Betsy Greenleaf, who runs like an annual summit called the Happy Vagina Rally about women's health. And like, she gets flagged and censored all the time for just like typing the word vagina. So it's, it's just crazy still that there is that level of, uh, it is not the same is not the same yet. I think it is getting better, but there's still a lot of issues with how people view verbiage around women's health, topics around women's health. And it definitely is still considered taboo in a lot of areas. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's like such a thing. If you say the word vagina, like even in public or even with talking to your family or friends, it's like, it's almost like a swear word, right? It's like, oh, but, or even worse than a swear word. Like you could swear and say a million different things, but you say vagina and people like turn their heads and look at you. It's like, what the heck? This is a body part that over 50% of the population has. Like, <laughs> what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah. But I think it is getting better. And I think it's great that we have like advocates like you who can kind of move the needle forward. So if people want to work with you, where can they do that? And how can they connect with you? Yeah. So I, my website is drlauradecessoris.com. I'm mostly on Instagram or LinkedIn under um, dr.lauradecessoris, but I, lots of different ways to come in and connect. I work with people privately on their health, but I also work with a lot of health and wellness coaches just to like teach them more about how do I actually like learn these women's health strategies? How do I integrate them into a practice in an effective way? You know, it's it's one thing to learn about some of these topics, but then to teach other people how to do it. Sometimes we need support there too. So I have a 
a great little community for people looking to optimize their health and learn about all the things and another little community for health and wellness pros to be like, how do I bring more of this info to the masses? Because I think I think we can have more of an impact when we're all working on that together versus, you know, trying to individually reach more and more people. Nice. I love that. I think you're so right. I will put all of that in the show notes and link it on my website as well. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Dr. Laura. This has been great and such an enlightening episode that we had. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. This was a really fun conversation to have. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.